Nice. Now recording. I think Speaking I of it. meat, I love to be the meat between a Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf sandwich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course I know what you're saying. You are very <laughs> on the nose about it. <laughs> there was no subtlety there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, that's a sandwich for sure. I'd order that one off the menu. Oh, totally, dude. Club sandwich, hey. get ahead of you. Yeah, I'll have a Megan Fox Shia LaBeouf sandwich. Hold the Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> With extra pickles, please. <laughs> Man, I can't remember the last time I saw Shia in a movie. No, he's, he's been either. in some real good movies though. Like, he was great in Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a few good ones. Did he go off the rails a little bit at the end? I think. Uh, not at the end. Just the like, whole time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> he had, yeah. He's done the, yeah, for sure. He's done the Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus little uh, thing that they do. Shave for, your head and get on the gear. Yeah. 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 Fame <laughs> must be tough, man. Must be tough. Oh, true. We true. don't have to worry about that, though. <laughs> no, no. We've got it easy, dude. We're nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> we chose a good We route. always will be nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly war game and board game podcast. My name's Shane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Fox. What's good? Today, episode 10 of season 2, and we're talking about board games. We uh, we like to cover board games at least once a month, but more specifically, solo play board games. Mm. That's our jam at the moment because, well... I mean, we have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think everyone's in the same boat where you can't meet up with people, can't play board games, unless you're in one of the lucky countries. You know what's crazy, right? Sorry to go on a tangent this early on. <laughs> It'll be a brief one. Blows my mind, yep. right, that the US is absolutely getting dicked by COVID. And I turn on my TV and they're, they're playing the NFL like nothing's happening. I mean, yeah. they don't pack out the stadiums. But there's still people there. There's still 100 people on the field. And I was watching the game and I was like, I mean, I mean, I love football, so thank goodness. But my goodness, do you guys realize what's <laughs> happening in your country? They're not even letting us like go to our next door neighbor and borrow a cup of milk anymore. No, so, no. I remember as soon as people started sneezing over here, dude, they were like, nah, football's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, life's canceled, everyone. Yeah. None of yeah. you have jobs and you got to stay inside the whole time because that one dude sneezed. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, yeah, not a big deal. You got you guys, you know, try and go back to life normal. Be responsible. Of course, the problem was they relied on people to be responsible. And here we are. So, and solo board games. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Um, so, I thought I would kick off the episode by talking about, in, in my mind, what makes a good solo board game. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of lists in my time of trying to look for good solo board games. And the lists are basically, they just take the top 25 board games from Board Game Geek, find the ones with solo modes, and they go, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, wow. That that one's number one. It can be a great game, but have a poor solo play aspect of it, but they'll still chuck it in there because it's number like 25 on the top 100. Totally, 
Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. They do it all the time. A lot of lists. There's not a lot of good solo board gaming lists that uh, give you an actual rating based on just the solo mode. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, in seeing these lists, I was like, well, what does make a good solo game? So, I had a bit of think, a think about it. And I think I got three things that I look for. These are my top three things that I think really make a solid game. So, the first is the theme. And that's mostly because that's what keeps you engaged with the game when there's no social element to it. For example, yeah. if, you, if you're playing any other board game with your friends, it can have a weak theme. It doesn't matter. You're all having drinks, throwing dice together. Yeah, yeah. And that's where a lot of the fun and joy and the memories come from. Whereas in a solo board game, you don't have that. No. So, you've got to, re- you, you've got to hope that the theme is solid and engaging so that you can feel like you create the stories throughout that theme. If yeah, that makes so sense. it's like you know, what, what you're doing in the game has a purpose. Like, you know, you might have a certain objective to, to complete this turn. Like, you have to get it done. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're and saying And you're not there. just doing it because it's a mechanic. You're doing it no. because it means this in this universe and this has this effect in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels and it all flows. Obviously, it can't just be like a lot of games will get a system, then they'll get an IP and they'll try and squish that IP into the system. Yeah, okay. You know, um, and you just feel like you're playing a game, and they just kind of copy and pasted all the Star Wars stuff over the top or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to have a theme. It's got to be engaging and it's got to kind of flow n- nicely. The second thing um, is what you touched on, kind of. And that's meaningful decisions. So, <laughs> if I have to choose between a variety of actions that I do on my turn, for example, I want that decision I make to actually matter. Instead of really, when you look at the game, you go, oh, actually, it didn't matter if I picked any of those decisions. They all kind of lead to the same outcome. You know, they kind of take different routes, but they all get me to this stage, right? You want to feel yep. like if you chose this decision, that's going to have a different outcome completely and change the game completely than if you had have chose to do a different action. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, you, you want to feel like A, the decision that you're making has a different outcome to if you had made a different one because otherwise you kind of just feel like you're navigating a game that's always going to end up at the same spot. You don't want to do that. You want to feel like you're creating a story. So, the third thing, which kind of ties into that, is replayability. I mean, this is good for any game, obviously. Yeah, Um, yeah. But so much more important, I think, for solo games because a reason you could want to play Root, the, the board game, again, is because you want to take on your friends, have a few beers, have a good time, right? So the replayability comes less from the game and more from the experience of playing with your mates. Yeah. So, I think the inbuilt replayability... Re? I think I, I, think I added a syllable there. <laughs> <laughs> replayability <laughs> uh, for a solo board game is even more important. Now, I don't care if I win or lose a solo board game, but I want a reason to play again. So, if I win... What would my reason be? I want to... Are there new areas of the game that I can explore? 
Are there different difficulties so I can challenge myself next time? Are you there could different- play with different characters or against different inbuilt opponents or AI. Yeah, and this ties in sort of with making meaningful decisions. If I go down this route, does it mean I play against, I fight against different enemies than if I had have chosen this route? So next time, yeah. win or lose, I'm excited because I'm like, well, that's cool. I never got to go down this path, explore this place, fight these baddies, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, now, if I lose, I still want to feel like I achieved something. So, did I learn more about the story or the characters or do I feel like even though I lost, I still wrote a little bit of... Like, did I make any memories playing this game? Uh, I think legacy games are good for when you lose because if you, say, lose a dungeon or whatever, that's fine. You just go back to the start. You died. You lose some stuff and you go, okay, this time I'm going to tackle it differently. So, but yeah, those are my... these. Those are the three things that I think are most important in separating solo board games from the others. Theme, meaningful decisions, and replayability. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I you think... have any that you wanted to throw in there, or do you think I nailed it? I think you nailed it, dude. As, as far as that goes, <laughs> <laughs> replayability is probably the biggest seller to me on a game. Like, before I even buy one, I want to know, is this a one-time deal, or am I going to get, like, 10 or, or 100, you know, replays of this game? Um, yeah. So I think I'd be more inclined to bu- to buy a, a game with more replayability than something that you might be able to get a couple of times before you you've done everything you could possibly do. Yeah, and I also think s- there are a few different types of games, solo games that appeal to different people. Like there are some where it's just like a, a high score. It's like going to the, the arcade in the 1990s or whenever they had arcades <laughs> yeah. and like yeah, you're playing yeah. the same thing over and over again but you're trying to perfect it and master it and get the high score there are a lot of euro games like gaia project and things like that where this time you got 67 points let's see what you can do next time you know yeah yes i don't like those games i'm like i'm not big enough into board games or mastering one particular board game I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a hobbyist like you. I'm like, if I play this board game, I wanted to create a memory. If I wanted to beat high scores, I'd play a video game, you know? Yeah, true. If I, Yeah. So, I think... But there are other games where, like, you, you play against uh, an artificial opponent, like an AI that they've built in the game, and you try and beat that. Similar to Spirit Island, where you're fighting against the invaders, and it's got sort of like a scripted AI. Yep. Those games are nice and engaging, but they're sort of like you win or you lose and that's it. And then you yeah. play again to try and have a different outcome. That yep. one's got that one's good because it's got different difficulties and other things to add. But I think, yeah, games with strong themes can really like make up for, I guess, sort of the, yeah, like Spirit Island has a, a fine theme. But you're not creating any memories in a universe that you're familiar with, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Speaking of, of themes, the game that I played this week was Eldritch Horror, um, yeah. which has a massive Lovecraftian theme to it. Um, fighting against one of four of the um, of the old gods, elder gods. Um, I played this a couple of times solo. <laughs> yep. I lost both times. <laughs> okay, good. Man, um, I like that. You want a challenging yeah. experience. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the first first game I played, I sort of, I almost did a turn by turn like little recap here. Um, I didn't make okay. it very far, so so you're not in for a, a massive uh, spiel here. It's not a deep um, dive. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, it's not a deep dive into my my tragic loss um, against Cthulhu. Um, okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so basically, I. I set it up. By the time I set it up, I was like, "Whoa, I need a break because it's it's got a lot of moving parts, a lot of decks. Um, uh, I think yeah. there's about ten different decks going like throughout the whole entire game. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, mm. But once it was set up, all right, I sat down, I drew my character, and I was ready to go. So I played against Cthulhu, one of the four gods you get in the starter box. Um, yep. It uses a doom tracker kind of thing, which once it hits zero, you flip the the um, opponent's card over and then, you know, basically that god has woken up and they're ready to destroy the world. Oh, God, um, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So the Doom Tracker goes from 20 to zero. This one starts at 12, so it's already, like, halfway there. Um, uh, so, ter- so turn one, I drew the character Lily Chen as my investigator. So I only played with one investigator to start with. After halfway through this game I was like this is hard and I looked online and everyone's like you got to play with two investigators if you're playing it solo uh-huh. Uh-huh. so I was like okay. ah okay but I was already committed right yeah so got Lily Chen she starts in Shanghai um, she's a pretty she's a pretty good character like she's got good stats all across the board she does have low health and low sanity though about four of four and four I think it is so low health and low what sanity sanity yeah yeah That's a lot of the idea. um a lot of the adversaries um, cause you to lose sanity, um, and so if your health or sanity get to zero, you have to play an effect on your on the back of your card. Which I think nine times out of ten, you die, or you get locked oh, okay. away in a mental asylum, and then you have to start again. Uh, right. Yeah. So the first gate spawned in San Francisco, and a, a riot monster was spawned there. So um, they have these different monsters like cultists, riots, mummies, and then all these kinds of other Lovecraftian beasts that, that can yep. spawn at gates. Um, so I traveled halfway to San Francisco. I drew a mythos card, which is what you do um, after your turn at the start of the of the AI's turn, which the AI's turn is very, it's very basic. Like there's not a whole lot of stuff they do. You draw okay. a card and you just do everything on that card. Um Right. So the card offers quite a lot of stuff that can can happen, um, but it's not like you've got to move a whole lot of pieces around and all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. Yeah. So I, I drew the, the card and it had a reckoning effect and I had to place an Eldritch token on the spot that I was on. Now, straight away, I was like, okay, this is, this is bad because I can't, I basically can't go back the way that I came because if I had have moved back onto that Eldritch token, I'd suffer one sanity um, and I'm pretty sure there's something else you can do. I can't really remember. Um, oh, man. So, so, did you say you drove halfway to San Fran? So, I did took a, a ship from Shanghai. Oh. Yeah. It's truth. So, you, you navigated some... Is there a map? <laughs> I'm trying to... Yeah, na- yeah. Oh, yeah, I probably should explain. Like, you, you've never played it, but... you <laughs> no, lay out I'm trying to draw huge, it in my head. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You lay out this huge map of the world, right? Like... It takes up more than half of my dining table. It is, it's massive. Oh my goodness! Um, and it's got a map of the world, and and all the there's three main cities on each sort of cluster of continents. So like, for example, the Americas, right? You've got um, San Francisco, Arkham, which is in place of like New York, 
and then down yep. the bottom you've got um, uh, oh, Jesus, what is it? Argentina, Bu- Buenos Aires, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and then like in Europe, you've got um, London, Rome, and Istanbul, and and then over to the to the um, east, you've got Shanghai, Tokyo, Tunguska, and Sydney. I think off the top yeah, of my head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, and and they're all connected by like ocean paths or rail railroad paths. Um, and in between, there's because it's set in like the twenties, right? There's yep. wilderness and there's like uncharted areas where you can only walk there. You can't like take a train or a boat. Um, okay. And yeah, so I, I took the ship from Shanghai across the ocean to to San Francisco because that's where you said a gate opened. Yes, yeah, like a portal, right? And then that's where the monster came. Um, so you need to you need to shut shut these gates while also trying to solve clues that are linked to the the elder god. Um, basically, you need to find out who the who the god is and who, like who they're trying to wake up before the doom tracker gets to zero. Once uh, you've okay. solved three of these little clues, um, you win the game. You find out who they're trying to summon. Um, so is the, the clue system sort of the main game that you're, you're trying to achieve? That's your main goal. And yep. then these, these portals, these gates that open up are like little spot fires you've got to try and put out along the exactly, way. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So if there's too many gates on the map, um, that, that uses like an omen symbol, uh, omen sort of, uh, system. Like, so you move the omen from there's different, like, uh, celestial symbols, right? Um, yeah. When the card when the card tells you to do so, and each gate has a certain symbol on the on the on the card, um, and when the tracker moves on t- onto that symbol, whatever gates on the board have that symbol, you advance the Doom Tracker by that amount ma- that much. So, if you've got like oh. there's there's three different omen symbols. If you've got like nine gates on the board, you're guaranteed to have at least three of each. Um, yep. so your doom tracker is going to go down real body quick. Uh, so that's uh, something you want to, you want to try and keep as, as few gates on the board as possible while also trying to solve the clues, uh, and find out who the, this God is. And to solve a clue, you, you draw a card and, uh, it'll have a little bit of a flavor text on it and something you need to do. Like you might need to roll a certain check, like it uses like, uh, strength, law, uh, um, influence um will like there's a whole like sort of system that you need to roll on you have like skills um and yeah so the character that i drew lily chen she was pretty good across the board she had like good strength and good um will a sort of a weakish kind of law um and influence mm. but um it just uses like a d6 system like fives and six are successes and anything else okay. is, a, is a fail um, wow. yes, yeah, there's, there's a lot involved, like, yeah, um, yeah, how, yeah. How difficult was it to learn? Like, did you sort of go step by step and read yeah. this phase, then do it, then read the, like, is there a like, little, what's the playthrough? Is there a yeah. playthrough guide? Yeah. So it's broke up into, broken up into phases. Um, so you have your investigator, your first phase. So that's when you can you can do things like you can buy equipment, um, you can rest to recover sanity and health. Um, 
you can do actions like move and there's also one called prepare to travel which you can buy a rail ticket or a sea ticket and what that does is that allows you to move like an extra space because you only do each action once in your turn so you can't do two moves um Uh. yeah so they sort of implement this way that you can do if you if you purchase a ticket um in your in your um in your turn in your action your investigative phase um so once you've done your your two actions you go on to the encounter phase which is when you might um fight a monster try and close a gate uh try and solve a clue or something like that um yeah and then after that it goes into the mythos phase which is like the when the uh the elder god is doing their thing so you draw one of their cards and play out the card which is it might summon gates it might spawn clues it might spawn monsters um sometimes there's ongoing effects where it might spawn this happened to me it spawned an epic monster which is like just super tough um oh, on think your, of on like first an, an elite hey on your first go of the game yeah when you've yeah, got one yeah. investigator yeah it threw it threw an elite at you <laughs> yeah exactly dude and i was like oh here we go um <laughs> That actually happened at um, in turn two. I was just oh, like, God. "Fuck, yeah!" Poor little innocent Shane didn't expect this. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I I continued. So turn two, I continued to San Francisco. I did a combat encounter with the with the riot monster. Um, it offers the ability to disperse the riot if you can roll a successful influence roll before you do the combat. Uh, I didn't. I failed. Oh boy. Um, and combat was tough because they had a minus three strength modifier, which means that I can only roll. So your strength value is how many dice you roll when you do a combat. Uh, um, yeah. So it was minus three dice. So I rolled one dice and one die and I failed that. Um, so that did three would, damage to me straight up. Struth. Why did you have yeah. that modifier? What was that from? That was just from the this particular monster. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pro. You're getting wrecked already. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And um, so you took so three damage. That didn't go down well. Yeah, three damage to me. I did one damage back to them, so they had two more two more wounds remaining. Um, and then another gate spawned in Tokyo, <laughs> which caused the doom doom tracker to advance by one, and oh, a dude. mummy spawned at the pyramids. And then yeah, that's when I drew the ongoing mythos card, which turned <laughs> to it was called the Wind Walker, which is kind of like the Abominable Snowman. Um, he spawned uh, in Canada, so just above where I was. And straight away, I was in that moment. I was kind of like <laughs> uh, Ralph, you know, the Ralph Wiggum meme is like, yeah. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, so was, was this still all on turn two? Yeah, this is the end of turn two, yeah. Jesus. So, little yeah. old Shane, you played through your first turn. You're like, okay, all right, I'm starting to get the hang of this. I understand what's going on here. <laughs> then turn two rolls around and you got mummies, abominable snowmen, doom tracker going down, gates everywhere. Yeah. You've already got trucked by this dude for three damage. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, it's it's fun. It is good fun. Um so, did- so turn three. So somehow I don't even know how it happened, but the Doom Tracker was at nine, and I was already thinking that I was in trouble. Um, I I take I I bought something from the shop. So if you don't roll enough on your influence, uh, you can't buy anything. But there's one there which allows you to just gain two influence, which but you get a debt condition. Condition now this game uses a whole lot of different condition cards. So you get the card face up and you're not to flip it over until a certain um, 
uh, they call it a reckoning happens, which is could happen on a mythos card. Um, and there's all these different effects that can happen. Like you can get like paranoia, like leg injuries, back injuries, um, and Damn. you can be cursed. And you can yeah, there's a whole bunch of different like conditions that you can get. Um, so I took the debt condition so I could just buy something because I needed it. And I ended up buying, uh, the only good thing there was a spirit dagger, which gave me an extra three strength, I think, or two strength to help me fight this monster, right? Yeah. <sighs> so I, she's got a special ability where you can turn sanity into wound or vice versa. So I took a few sanity off to get some wounds back because it did so many to me to start with. You were um, worried about it, like killing you this turn? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it would have, dude. It would have. Um, uh. So, I um, I ended up defeating it, the monster, and I hey. drew another Mythos card, which is called the Burden of Greed. So, this card, like, it's the flavor text on these things are, are incredible, right? But it's like you must um, you must discard your items for any item that you keep. You suffer one damage. Um, uh-huh, so I was like, are you serious? Like. So I was just like, nah. you bought an item. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to take the damage, right? Because I've killed the monster. I'll be able to rest yeah. in this town and get my get some wounds back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so I kept the items. So I like, turn I like four, the irony of that card coming up just after you bought something and went oh. into debt for it. You get the burden of greed card. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Very theoretical. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, turn four. So I uh, rested at San Francisco to recover some health and some sanity. Now, I attempt to pass the influence test to remove the debt condition. So just have to roll two dice looking for sixes or fives. Nope, failed. Okay, all right, I'm still in debt. Yep. Now, this is where I thought, all right, it's time to close this gate. Uh, <laughs> I spent okay. a clue so I could roll two dice uh, using the law skill and passed it with a five. But... There's a really cool mechanic where when you try and close a gate, you have to draw these cards called other world cards. And it's basically you're going through this gate into this other world. And like the flavor text on these cards is just incredible, man. Like the the stories and the and the stuff that they do, like you might um, turn this card and you wait and you like find yourself like you're in a library and there's all these books there, but none of them in English, none of them in any language you can ever like decipher, right? And you're trying to figure out these books and then you might get stuck in there, you get lost in there, you get paranoid, and then you wake up out of the gate again. Um, but damn, yeah, it's Lovecraft in horror isn't just all about scary monsters, right? It's all, it's more about psychological and and like mental sort of horror. Like um, insanity plays a lot into into Lovecraft in horror, uh, so it draws on that quite a lot, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, those yeah. do those cards have any effects, or are they just fluff like the other world cards? So they do have effects. So generally, it has something like it has the fluff and what you need to do, what check you need to roll for, um, and then it has like a pass or fail uh, kind of box. So oh wow, yeah, yeah. Depending on if you pass, you know. All right, so cool. You- some some monsters helped you get out of the thing, and and then otherwise, if you fail, it says yeah, like you know, you end up like getting paranoid and, and delusional and then yeah so it's got some it's a pretty like hardcore um effects if you fail um yeah 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 that would suck you kill a monster you take all that damage and you finally go to close the gate and you could 
absolutely get trucked by that as well. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> That's wild. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So went on for a couple more turns, but um, like by then I was just like, nah, this is this is just way too hard. Like I'm having a hard enough time closing all these gates, putting out these spot fires, let alone solving <laughs> you know the real mystery here. Yeah. Um, so I ended up calling it a day because this was like three hours later because oh man the game goes for so long like it doesn't help that I I still I still would just like check everything I did to make sure I was yeah. doing it correctly and also writing this play by play like that took a while too um, true so so I was just like nah that, that's enough and I, I sort of recorded it there and I I played again today um, with two investigators and went a lot better. Managed to um, solve a couple of top, couple of clues and shut a whole bunch of gates, but still didn't win. <laughs> oh dear! What what yeah. was your condition of defeat? So the doom counter went down. The boss came out, or is that? Nah. So yeah, well that didn't happen. That didn't happen both times. My investigators went to zero and they died. Um, oh, you just you just straight up died. Yeah, okay. yeah I th- I'm pretty sure. The rule book says if you die, you, you just get a new investigator and you keep going. But yeah, by this time, man, I was like, this has been hours doing this. So <laughs> I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Would that would that have crippled you too? Like if you die and lose your investigator, is by then they're at like a heap of experience or like items that they've got that you just straight up lose or is it kind of yeah, like... Yeah, items, if you have any clues, because you, you, you complete a clue, you get the little token, right? And then you're, you can spend that to like solve one of the mysteries and and the you just you have to solve three of the main mysteries in order to defeat the the god um so you might have like saved up all these clues and you're about to like complete this mystery and then you die and you lose all that stuff yeah you lose all your items you lose all your spells or like your conditions um so you're back to square one basically damn yeah yeah, that's cool. That sounds like <laughs> such a cool game, dude. I, like oh. I heard it was, it's pretty highly touted, and it's co-op as well. Yeah, 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 dude. It's like entirely co-op, and it's um. So I, I reckon it'd be it'd be more fun with a group of people. Like you can play up to eight players, which I think would be insane. Like I reckon four is probably ideal. Um, yeah, but solo it was fun, and I I did have a lot of fun doing it. Like. It wasn't until I'd finished. I was like, Jesus, is that the time? Like, it just <laughs> evaporated. Like, it killed a lot of time. Yeah. How long yeah. is the setup pack up either side? Probably probably 15 minutes maybe, like each okay. one. Yeah. Yep. So, it's not it's not the biggest game to set up. Like, it just, it just, it's intimidating when you look at it and you go like, holy shit. Like, you know, you've got, yeah, boards. To- all my tokens I kept in like a little... Like almost like fishing tackle box, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even take them out. I just kept them in there. Um, but like the cards, like making the decks and and you know shuffling the decks and going, making sure everything's where it needs to be, it does take up a little bit of time. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of the things I included in like what makes a good board game was going to be like um, small footprint and yep. quick pack up and setup time. But then I'm like. That's a difficult thing to include because I don't care enough about that. Like, if the game is good enough, you'll set it up and pack it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly, dude. It has been a deterrent on some. Like, obviously, like Gloomhaven's a really good solo board game, but, like, if you have to pack that up, set that up every night, yeah, that ain't happening. But nah, nah. And it's, it's kind of hard, like, because, like, you know, you said earlier, 
to a good solo board game, it has to have some level of complexity in the mechanics because otherwise it's not going to be engaging enough or it's going to be too, like, too, for lack of a better word, boring, I suppose. Like, yeah. you know, if you, if you know the same thing's going to happen every turn, you don't yep. need a whole bunch of mechanics, but at the same time, the same thing's happening every bloody turn. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's the compromise you get if you want a, like a game that has a lot of moving parts. Naturally, there's going to be a lot of components that you've got to put on the table. So Yeah, exactly. I think the smart thing to do is what <clears> you've <throat> done and that's mitigate that by organizing it in some sort of system. I like those um, organizers that a lot of games sell on top of themselves now. I like games that yeah. include them, but you know, that's, a, <laughs> that's just a bonus. But yeah, that's a good idea, throwing yeah. them in just like a tackle box. Yeah, man, it was just one of those little um, Kmart specials, like, you know, the little um, clip trays where you can pull the little dividers out and make the sections as big as you want or as small as you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, Bunnings have them too, like, my... easy. Uh, oh, that's all <laughs> my... Tired, mate. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. halfway oh, through the man. show. <laughs> oh, man. Don't even. I'll talk about it on Fierce and Banter. <laughs> 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 it's been a big week yeah dude yeah, you no got doubt. me hyped i uh yeah. i want to play that man oh man it's gonna be sick i know like we we talk about this every time but it's like as soon as we're out of lockdown man we're playing uh, it yeah <laughs> i don't know how many times how, how many games have we got to play once we get out of lockdown it's truth fuck it every game i think <laughs> this one's this one's up there though man that'd be dope so yeah i'm guessing if you play we we just take the role of an investigator each kind of thing yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's about oh, eight or so investigators, and I'm pretty sure the expansions have more. Um, and definitely, that I know for a fact they have more like gods that you can you can play against. Um, yeah. But like this one comes with four. The Mythos deck um, is a random thing that you build at the start of the game, and then you and you draw like throughout the game. So that's that's different every single time. Um, which adds yeah, well. mostly to the replayability, yeah, and the and the way the gates spawn, they're they're random. The clues are random. The monsters are random. So, um, a lot of things is basically like, it says put all the monsters in a cup and you draw them out randomly. But I just use like a, a little Ziploc bag. Um, How dare you? <laughs> it said cup, dude. <laughs> I know the monster you cup, break, dude. I need to need to get rules. a monster cup. <laughs> <laughs> just go, jump on eBay, Google monster cup right now. Yeah, true. I, uh, I won't allow you to play with a Ziploc bag anymore. It's breaking the rules. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you? Could you see yourself buying an expansion for that game? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about my game. How uh, was yeah, dude? But it pales in comparison, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. So, so, well, so instead of doing a game that I have already played, I was gonna talk. I am gonna talk about. Again, it, what was up until about 15 minutes ago, the game I want to play the most next, like the next okay. solo game I want to play. However, yeah. I want to change that now to uh, Eldritch Horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the game, the next solo game I want to play that's not Eldritch Horror is Legendary Encounters, an alien okay. deck building game. Ooh. Yeah, and by alien I mean the ali- the actual alien universe, which yeah, the alien, yeah, the alien, yeah, <laughs> which is my one of my favorite universes. I've got a little cabinet right next to me that has um, some figurines from like 
my top five favorite universes. Yeah. Uh, it's actually missing 40K, I guess, which has now become one. But it's got uh, Cogmore from League of Legends, Zoids, Doctor Doom from Marvel. It's missing my oh, yeah. Jin Erso from Star Wars because uh, I haven't bought that yet. It's it's not available right now. Uh, and it's oh. got a Xenomorph Alien pop vinyl. So, nice. it's immediately on my radar because it's an Alien game. Now, yeah. it's a cooperative deck building card game where you play as characters from the Alien universe such as Ripley, Dallas, Bishop and Corporal Hicks. And the goal is you kind of, again... You've got spot fires all over the place that you're trying to fend off aliens whilst completing objectives. So, you've got your main board, which you can get some sweet neoprene mats. I don't actually know. It might come with one. I better check that out. I I thought it came with just like a actual board, but it might be neoprene. That's a a big plus if it does. Yeah. Yeah, for Um, sure. So, you have three objective cards and these are the main goal i guess similar to your game you've got the main underlying goal these three objective cards are put in a little pile with one revealed at a time so you complete the first one and that allows you to draw the second one and complete that you don't actually know what they are until you flip them so which i kind of like because it often puts you in scenarios where you might have technically already completed the objective before it comes out and then it comes out again and you've got to do that thing again kind of thing. Yeah, yep. So, that's cool. Um, so, like most deck building games, you start with your set of basic cards and throughout the game, you add cards from the main board to your deck and you build it via that way. So, you might... And, and it's a little bit like Dominion in the combos that you can build up. Yeah, nice. Um, and you can kind of get a bit of a... You might build at the start for the situation in front of you or you might choose to build because you see in the main board there's a few cards that work well together so you snag this one now and hope to grab another one later and start comboing them off and getting big rewards i've never i've never really been uh too keen on deck building games like i I like dominion i do enjoy dominion but i yeah sometimes i feel like i need to visually see what i'm doing like i can't just play these cards Um, yeah yeah. So I'm interested to see like yeah how this goes. Well, I think this game fixes that issue in two separate ways. I think the cards, the art on them being in the alien universe and seeing scenes that you imagine in your head when you put yourself in that universe as a kid or a 31-year-old adult <laughs> and the art and the text on them just put you it puts you there. So you yeah. almost you're building you're building an experience. It's not like Dominion, I suppose, where like you don't really care about the text or the art. You just care about the effects and comboing them up. Yeah, yeah, yep. Whereas this one, you kind of like you're a little bit more engaged because of the thematics to it. Um, but it also has that visual aspect where, for example, on the on the main board, there's face down cards in areas of the ship. So, the main board has like five slots that denote different locations on the ship like uh, air, okay. airlock, power station, ventilation shaft, etc. Would you and say so, it's kind of like um, uh, Dead of Winter where it's got like the different little boards for the different locations outside of the colony? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all in one main area, but it certainly does have that feel like the main board has different aspects to it. 
Yeah. Um, and you can scan those areas by spending cards to reveal them because they've got face down cards in them, okay. which you which you know for example. And yeah, when they fill up, that's a bad thing. Yeah. So you kind of want to keep making sure you're scanning them and checking, which makes sense thematically. You want to make sure you're scanning and checking the ship constantly. Yeah. Clearing out any areas you haven't checked in a while. Um, so you might spend some cards to scan the airlock, for example, um, which reveals the cards. And those cards might be, like, there's heaps of different things they could be. Events, hazards, other objectives, and of course, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which you then have to try and spend more cards to clear it. And even if you cl- say it's a, an alien, if you clear it, all it then does is go into the combat zone where you then have to fight it. So you're spending okay. a lot of cards trying to do this. So it's, it's kind of a game of you're balancing different things. You're trying to build your deck, pull off these combos, scan these different areas, complete the main objectives. Like there feels like there's a lot going on um, and it's pretty difficult. So I think the reason I chose this game, it's not super complex, but it's very well put together. Every little mechanic that works with each other feels like it's just really well done makes sense thematically the cards work well you do feel like you're creating a story with it so i was like that's that's kind of the most important thing based on the criteria i said before like having strong thematics well it's aliens so naturally it's yeah um it's got strong replayability because the events and the way you deal with them are different every time as well as the objectives that come out as well as the way you build your deck and your different combos it's got that going for it as well. Um, and even if you lose, you feel like you played a story out, you know? Um, I think in general, games that were developed, like both the ones we've mentioned, as cooperative games, translate much better into solo games than, say, yeah. war games and things like compete that you compete against each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. This This, oh, this sounds like a... Like an incredible game. It's 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 really piqued my interest. Um, Dude, it's got like 600 cards. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And even the rule book looks insane. It's it's uh it's got some awards. So it came out in I want to double check. I think yeah, 2014 where it won Golden Geek Board Game of the Year. Oh, sorry, it was a nominee for Board Game of the Year, Thematic Board Game of the Year, Best Solo Board Game of the Year best card game of the year and best co-op game of the year so it was nominated for just every category it could be in basically now you said it's called legendary encounters alien is is legendary encounters a franchise is there like different versions of this game i think so so i think there's legendary which is i think was a marvel deck building game okay um which like yeah, not a lot of people loved that one, but there is, yeah. Um, yeah, Legendary Encounters, which is a slightly different system. And there's, yeah, there's Predator, X-Files. Oh, um, man. Fire, Firefly, it's interesting. Yep. Um, and, yeah, the newest one, I think, is the X-Files one. Okay. Um, but, I mean, of those themes, I mean, Predator would be cool. And yeah. Firefly would be okay, but, I mean, Alien. Come on, <laughs> let's yeah, be real. Man. And then there's a there's a few more legendary. Now I don't okay. quite know how legendary 
the legendary system differs to legendary encounters. Um, I'm unsure. Yeah. I'm unsure. I'd have to suss that out. I just know I watched a few reviews of people who said they didn't like the legendary system, but they have since loved legendary encounters. So They must have tweaked something. Yeah, I think they're just two different types of systems and some people prefer one and some people prefer the other maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um the, and the game and the systems are kind of compatible as well. Okay. To some degree, like even legendary and legendary encounters. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that works either, so that just adds a little bit to it. I think there's I want to say there's an expansion for this as well, but I'm unsure of that. I remember I think I was looking at it a while ago of just like going all out as I do. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I want this, but I also want literally every yeah. version of it I can get so if there's expansions you best be letting me know <laughs> you're putting it all into your cart and shit <laughs> oh dude absolutely yeah in fact there's legendary encounters <clears throat> alien covenant 2019 so that's huh that's very interesting and then there's an alien deck building game expansion from 2016 yeah this looks familiar I'm pretty sure I put all yeah. these in my cart at one stage and I was like, hold up, I haven't even played the base game. Maybe 600 yeah. cards is enough to start, dude. <laughs> True, at least one or two playthroughs. Yeah, like the second expansion comes with like another 400 cards. And I think... Jesus. And it comes with the alien queen and stuff. And I, I think you can play as the alien. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Huh. So a player can play as the alien queen yep. while the others play as... That's you know. cool. Yes, that's, that's the, cool. So it's like one v four kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, I've hyped myself up. Luckily, you've already got Eldritch Horror. So <laughs> now I don't have to worry about purchasing that. I can just focus on Legendary. I'm actually actually online now, looking at the price. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll report back after I've played that game, maybe on a next solo board game episode um, and let people know what I feel like. Because, man, you never really know until you put it on the table. There's all these That's different exactly right. variables that you just like. Sometimes you, you look at a game, it's low rated on Board Game Geek. You're just like, eh, I'm bored. I got nothing else to do. Let's play it. And you love it. Yeah. And then sometimes yep. you get Gloomhaven and try to sit down and play that solo and you're like, yeah, it's a great game. But gosh, man, I don't have time for this. You know? <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, we'll see. I like that it's sort of like a thirty to sixty minute playthrough. Yep. Um, that's nice and quick. You know, you can set two hours aside, set up this game, play it through fully, pack it up, put it away, reflect on it. You know, and you've had time for all that. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. For sure, it's it sounds brilliant. So, um, mm. it's funny because remember. A few board game episodes ago, we actually, well, I talked about Eldritch Horror and wanting to get it and, and yeah. you know, how interested I was in it. And, um, yeah, now I ended up, ended up getting it and love it. And playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like having that journey aspect. Uh, yeah. I like it when we actually do the things we say we we, say we're going to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's True. so hard because there's so many pretty things and fun things out there. Oh, like, isn't there? I mean, not long ago, I bought um, Blackstone Fortress and I was like, gosh, I'd love to play that. In fact, first of all, I was going to review it on our 40K episode and then I was going to review it on our um, 
there was something else. Maybe it was this one, solo board game episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was, and I just haven't, haven't picked it up yet because like I've got... Nah, there's, there's a lot of things that get in our way, so you know, things. like... Yeah, you're moving doesn't doesn't help. Um, no. But <laughs> COVID has really thrown a spanner in the works. Like as most people know, we're recording both um, from our own homes. Not we're not in the studio, so that's why you know we're sacrificing a little bit of quality. But we're trying to keep these episodes coming every week. Yeah, but yeah, right, that hasn't helped. That's it, yeah. dude. That's it. Yeah, COVID hasn't helped, and neither has like all the other fun. Like I just bought Necromunda as well. Which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is like a more of a uh, miniature skirmish game for those that are just tuning in for the board game stuff. So, That's yeah. It. But this one, I'm pretty much just going to buy it right now. In fact, that way I know I'll play it. Legendary. Mad lad. You Legendary. mad lad. Actually, I better see if um, board games for the board can get it in for me. True. Support the local lads. I'll suss it out. That's I'll talk it. to him there. Yeah. He'll get it. So, yeah. Next time we uh, talk about board games, hopefully I'll be talking about that one. True. True that. Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, you know what else games. I'm excited for? What's that, dude? Giving away some stuff for free. Oh, I just Straight love giving away freebies. shit for free, dude. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> In fact, dude, you know, you know what's really weird, right? I've been going that? to the post office so often lately. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. leaving home with hobby <laughs> with with packages, and I'm coming home empty-handed. What's up with that? Like, oh. are you? You must have given me the wrong address, dude. I've been, <laughs> what do you mean? I, I've been sending you stuff daily. <laughs> I've been sending you um, thoughts, prayers, and good vibes every day. <laughs> you not get? You I haven't not got any of that. Oh, there you go, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, I would, I did some quick maths the other day, and I think we've given away. Uh, if you include our gift packs that we do on the live episodes over 20 items wow not bad, not bad. yeah um should probably think about cutting it back i've got uh, got a mortgage to pay now <laughs> regardless of that though <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, i guess so. whatever <laughs> it'll figure it out <laughs> um so look it's september and wait is it september it's totally it september is. so therefore yep. uh being a month in the year in the calendar year we are giving away an item. We do it every month. Yep. Uh, this one is a Vanguard rulebook, which is a Kings of War skirmish game by Mantic. Sorry, is it Mantic? I think so. Yeah, I want to say Mantic. Yeah. Um, so, oh man, it's a beautiful book, hardcover, beautiful art. It may just get your Vanguard journey started. It's Ooh. pretty dope. It being a skirmish game, you can look through the book have a flick through the rules, see if you like it. And if you can, just pick up a cheap warband, hook yeah. in with a gaming group, jump in the Discord. We've got a whole Mantic channel. Um, jump in there, man. Start sharing your journey with us. We would froth that. It's a, it's a system Shane and I haven't even touched, but like literally every system there is, we're interested. So please jump yeah. in. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, we've got our Patreon-only giveaway, uh, which is an Indominus Captain because it's just a sweet model. Uh we were going to... It's from our own personal collection. I had to peel it. It's new on Sprue. But boy, did I want to build this build this bish and paint it because it's just a beautiful <laughs> model. But I was like, you know what? Yeah. Someone else is going to appreciate this way more and actually paint it. So... Yeah. <laughs> we're going to exactly. give that back to one of our Patreons just to say an extra thank you to them. And we've got... Yeah. We've got a competition on Shane. 
Oh, we do. We have a terrain painting competition. So this is a good one. This is a three-month one. So you've got all the time in the world to get some some painting done on your terrain. Now, terrain get, often gets overlooked when it comes to wargaming. Everyone focuses on their miniatures. But mm. without terrain, you're playing on a, an empty table. You're playing on a boring board. So we thought, why not throw it to terrain? It deserves its time in the spotlight. Um, yeah. And... You've got three months to, to paint anything, to build anything. It doesn't have to be uh, MDF or a plastic kit out of the box. You can you can get some foam and some paddle pop sticks and you can stick it all together and make something yourself. So um, <laughs> that's all on our Facebook page. We've got an event there. All you got to do is just, just mark yourself as interested or going, take a pre-photo and send it to the wall and a finished photo and then you're laughing and you're in for the, the, the comp giveaway. So Yeah, yeah. And we're... This one's going to have prizes for first, second, and third. And it's also going to be judged by a panel of judges based on a few different criteria. Um, We've got got only the best judges throughout uh, our... Basically, as far as we can stick our arms out and reach, which is not far because it's 1.5 metre social distancing. But But also the length of the world because we have the internet. <laughs> oh, 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 true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we're here, dude. That's how we're doing this. <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah, we've got five judges um, and then they'll be judging one category each. So, you'll have a total of 50 points that you could you could um, score. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be very cool. Yeah. You got months to do it. Start thinking about it. Start throwing some ideas. In fact, just this moment of us talking, one of the blokes in the Discord, Jace, has said he has so many ideas Asian themed 3D printed stuff that needs love, MDF kits. Oof. Yep. Bunch of terrain that needs fixing up and finishing, three goblin town sets, or just go silly and scratch build something. Gar, too many choices. <laughs> That's the spirit, dude. That's the spirit. That's the best thing With- about these comps is that yeah. like it gets you doing stuff. Exactly. And- I I've been painting nothing but terrain for the last week. Like yeah. So many times I'm painting, I'm like, i got to go play Eldritch Horror up for this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't put down the terrain that I was painting. Um, That's because you're a terrain dude, dude. True. <laughs> you are a terrain dude, my dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> um, you said do do, do do. There's also, like, there's a few comps going at the moment, which is cool. Like, there's our terrain comp. There's a local Geelong, uh, Geelong Warhammer store. Oh. <laughs> oh. I heard I heard your gears crunching in your head then, dude. They jammed up there, dude. <laughs> they jammed up very, very hard. Um, it's for painting a psyker. Go to uh, Warhammer Geelong and <laughs> jump on their Facebook page, suss that out. Uh, I know we normally do the local scene on beers and banter, but I just uh, quickly throw it out there. That ends October 9th. Um, and there's also the TCG Thoughtless Casual Gaming Podcast painting competition where you Oop, paint up a unit. Lost you. So... Yeah, there's a few things going around. I like the, that they all complement each other. You can paint a unit and then a psychic character from their unit and put it on some dank terrain. Boom. And if and if they're all good, three prizes. Did I lose you, Shane? Oh, you did for a second, but I'm back now. <laughs> okay, you went oh, to... Oh, man. You went through one of those portals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drew another out-of-world card, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you came back, though. We appreciate it. Anyways, oh. <laughs> that's us. Look... You know where to find us, everywhere you find your podcasts. Um, if you can, jump on Podbean and give us a follow on that. That would be dope. But let's thank our Patreons because they make it all happen. Oh, absolutely. Without them, we wouldn't be here doing what we're doing. Um, so, Mwah. our Patreons, they, Mwah, they get... Sorry, give them kisses. 
What? That was me giving him kisses. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. <laughs> so I don't know what you've already said when I cut out for a second, but basically we have three tiers. Our, our top two tiers get a painted miniature every, every like they get one. <laughs> they get one. Yeah, um, they get one. Which is their own scheme, their own theme kind of thing, and they get shouted out every episode. Um, yep. So straight off the bat, we have Final Dinosaur, our Belgian representative. He's one of our first homies that jumped in the Discord and subscribed to us on Patreon. So we, we thank him uh, immensely, probably the same as the distance from here to him and back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Foggy Highway, our wise old wargamer. Uh, who's been around the traps, who's showed us, you know, his third edition um, Warhammer fantasy books and, and early 80s Dungeons and Dragons books, which is just so humbling to see. Like from us, which are, we're the new kids on the block, we're looking at all this old stuff, like really gives us time to appreciate it. Yeah. That's Churchy. So... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you wait your turn, dude. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Churchy, uh, he was the third member of our love triangle. Again, yep. now he's hanging out with PewDiePie. Uh, he's just too too <laughs> famous for us on Twitch. Um, so check him out, twitch.tv forward slash churchy underscore plays or sub to him on YouTube. He's um, kicking goals there. Dave, uh, our tournament organizer, Dave, who helps us build lists and um, do the math hammer. He, he made you buy a whole bunch of Tyranids, which you end up selling. So thank you, Dave. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at that. <laughs> Rory. Uh, introducer to the to the humbling wet palette. Um, without him, our painting game would be dry. Yeah, and you don't want a dry painting game. No, unless you're dry brushing. But anyways, true. <laughs> we've also got <laughs> Caitlin, the lover of all things Nagesh, and maybe Shane. Did yeah, I feel like maybe. you guys you you played a board game the other day? No, you played Underworld. Yeah, we played Underworld, yeah. I yep. beat her every time except for the last time. Yep, yep. I'm pretty sure you've never beat her, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> While she's not here, if you want to say that, that's fine, man. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Yeah, um, We've got Arkham Leper, host of the TCG podcast, and as always, valued hobby homie. Appreciate you. We've got yep. Whack the Ewok, um, who is a future, maybe even current, commissioned painter and a brother of the laughing god. We're going to get into Harley's together. Hopefully, maybe not. Maybe it's just going to be him. We'll see. We'll see where my ever-changing journey takes me. But we appreciate True. you. Um, and also, owner of Board Games for the Board. So, I'll be hitting him up soon to suss out Alien. Also, nice. We've also got Joe, who's one of my IRL friends. Not that these people aren't. But I've <laughs> known him since before, Hobby Homies. And we play video games together. And I'm terrible at them. But don't let him know that. This is a little <laughs> test, actually. He's better at me than video games. Better at me? <laughs> I think I had another aneurysm. And we've also got oh, Lethal. Thank you, Lethal. Good luck on your um, gridiron journey. You've just joined a team and had your first full training in pads. I can help you be not terrible. But you might already be there. It's, you're a strong yeah, lad. Are you, are you're probably you a defensive bullying. coach? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and he's playing offense. So ah, that's um, not good. So I can teach him how to beat the defense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the team he's playing for is actually a team I played against when I was up in Queensland playing oh, nice. football. So that's cool. Small world, man. Small world. Yeah. We hated that team that he plays for. So <laughs> don't know what to think about that. But appreciate you, Lethal. 
appreciate all of you guys. Like Shane said, um, we, we actually can't do this without you. You keep the lights on. Not that we need lights. We like to have them though, so we appreciate no, that. No, we'd do this in the dark if we had to, but we do appreciate being illuminated. Yeah, illumination is probably one of my top three things to have done to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just scrapes through. There's a, there's a few in that list, but we'll talk about that on Piers and Banter. Oh yeah, coming so, up next, Piers and Banter. Coming up next, coming up next in the past, because these episodes drop Sundays True. and Piers and Banter's drop Thursdays, except for... Next week, unfortunately, uh, there will be no beers and banter dropping on the Thursday, the 24th of September, because Shane's on night shift. I myself am moving house. This is the first time we just cannot do it. In no, turn, though, but we are Sunday, still, yeah, Sunday is still going to happen. We're not going to let Sunday slip. We say new episodes every Sunday, and by God, we'll do it. <laughs> we that, will, was, that was my, uh, that was my, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Braveheart? Uh, no, no. Uh, President Nixon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, dude. Whatever, man. Um, yes. Yeah, we will. In fact, we found a nice juicy way to make you feel like you haven't missed out on anything and that's by not listening to any of our episodes. However, <laughs> if you do, we're going to do... The Sunday is going to be a full-length episode but it's also going to be a beers and banter. So, it's going to be an hour of beers and banter because... Yep. Unbeknownst to us and, and a big surprise to us, people seem to like that better than these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, True. I mean, it's a surprise to me, but hey, whatever. We'll take it. Hey, so, that's it, dude. Yep. So, no episode for the 24th Thursday, unfortunately. We're sorry. Uh, but there will be a full-length beers and banter on the 27th on that Sunday. So, yeah. Yep. Until then, toodles, homies. Toodles. Yeah. Hooroo. Pose. And by God. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. You're going to do. <laughs> do it again, Jane. That was good. No. <laughs> by God, we'll do it. That was better the first time. <laughs> See you Yeah, I know. <laughs>